0: live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, and the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty.
1: And now, he is Armstrong
2: and Getty. I
1: don't know why, but I am highly amused by Don King saying Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> I just love that every morning. From Studio C Senor. Deep within the dirty, stinking bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Entomation Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show, live in Living Color for this Thursday, little Friday, the April, the April 8th. I am new to your country. The year of our Lord 2021. This morning, under the tutelage of General Manager Jim Crow. As that discussion continues. Yes, folks. Our friend Jack is on the way. He was detained briefly, as I understand it, at the pharmacy. Now that is either a legit story, or how can you fault somebody for being detained at the pharmacy?
3: You know, detained like the like a police matter. No, no. Just it took longer than he would thought. Oh, okay. Than he would. Than he thought
1: it would. So, either, you know, he has a couple of beautiful boys, either he's getting medicine for his sons, which is not only blameless but uh, admirable, or he's ill himself, you can't fault him for that. So, that strikes me as the perfect late to work excuse the pharmacy. When in truth, maybe he was just swilling down bourbon till 3 a.m., we don't know. Maybe maybe he stopped at one of those
3: uh, exotic massage parlors on the way into work. We don't know that. Maybe this is not the the time to go deeper into this, but what's the most elaborate thing you've done to justify being late? Because I've swapped out a tire when it wasn't flat. (laughs) I don't think I've ever done that. I think I've always gone with, uh,
1: I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. That's a good one. And 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 generally speaking, people say yes, yes, you are. We've noticed that, and so it's uh, you know, and it's funny. I had a conversation. I'm. I know we're supposed to be starting the show, but I had a conversation with my uh, sweet daughter Delaney, who's 21 now, and uh, and and she was. What, what, what was the topic? It had to do with leaving her former employer and whether to strictly tell the truth or whatever. And we were going back and forth. Do we shade the truth? Do we spin it? And she hit me with, and this is genetics at work. Because Sean, this is this is why I have the policy. I do. She hit me with, Dad. I can never really remember what I told people, so it's hard for me to lie. I'm way better off telling the truth. <laughs> and that's my situation too. I just I can't. Did I tell them I got stung by a bee, or did I just think that? So I can't to remember. Keep it all straight. Right. So I have to tell the truth by default. So uh, some might consider it admirable. It's just because I'm not clever enough to be dirty. Anyway, uh, where were we in the introduction? I don't remember. Uh, gosh, we had our general manager, blah, blah, blah. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. Before we Open get into. The door. Oh, hey, there everybody. It we demand to see a receipt Time for stamps. your purchase or purposes, uh, purchases from the pharmacy, please. Oh, I will do that for you.
2: <laughs> um, don't let me breathe on you, Sean.
3: Uh oh. Yeah,
2: don't let me breathe on you, dude. Now, if it's a CVS pharmacy, it'll be seven feet long, the receipt. So. I find the Walgreens to be longer than the CVS, since I go to both. Really? Yeah. Our company insurance mandate we go to the Walgreens for certain medication for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why.
1: (sighs) My Walgreens is mean to me. (laughs) It's a fine business. It's a fine chain of drugstores, and I would never slander the good folks at the Greens. But the place I went, the one I went to the other day, they were mean to me.
2: Um, I don't know if they vary from uh, place to place. I assume they do. The one I go to is very mean to me.
1: <laughs> but I've always assumed that the other ones are nicer. It was, uh, it was like rush hour for pharmacies after work, and they were insanely busy. That might be part of it. Hmm. Let he among us who is without sin hurl the first stone.
2: You know what is an age-old question in the modern workplace? is huh. uh, When you should come to work and when you should stay home when you're sick. Ah, you still feeling funky? Oh, I feel terrible. Coronavirus. I feel terrible. Ooh, I should have stayed home at least one day this week. Probably. Um, I know I don't have the coronavirus, so because I got, I, I ran, I did the uh, testing, so it isn't that. Or I definitely wouldn't be here. Um, but man, I uh, yeah. So I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna hope that the enough drugs do the trick and take shallow about
1: it. breaths, everybody. Yeah, no kidding. Luckily, we have these plexiglass dividers in the studio. <laughs> So, a method which has been proved zero times to prevent anything,
2: so you know what's interesting is we 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 learned a lot we claim about uh, uh how we uh, spread coronavirus, but like how does the common cold usually get spread? Do we know that Is that through particles in the air or uh is that from touching
3: stuff and rubbing your eyes? do we know that
1: not with any certainty no, I suspect strongly it's it's uh little aerosol droplets, but I don't know
3: yeah isn't the com isn't that a covid Thing? That's it right is? it is a coronavirus, it's a coronavirus. yeah. yeah. It's
2: a coronavirus. I don't think I yeah. have a cold though.
3: And then there's the the
2: occasional, you know, um you don't know what it is and you never get it identified because it isn't worth going to the doctor about, but you just don't sure. t- 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 feel good and you don't know what the hell that is. It's one of the
1: 210 different kinds of rhinovirus or yeah. what have you. I mean yeah. a cold
2: doesn't make your mouth too sore to eat for a week usually. Hang,
1: hang out with fewer rhinos maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, have you googled around uh, that that uh, particular symptom, the sore mouth thing? Yeah.
2: Gives you internet cancer, though. Oh, boy. You don't want internet cancer. Then you end up in a forum, and then the next thing you know, you're uh, you're crying yourself to sleep. Or one of them uh, venereal diseases. <laughs> Pretty sure I don't have that.
1: Jimmy, you have syphilis. Oh, boy, that'd be troubling. <laughs> um, and surprising.
2: So we will introduce everybody in the squad. You know what's in the, my favorite number I heard yesterday?
1: Hmm.
2: Seven. 42. Do tell. Forty-two percent of adults have had at least one shot. Wow! They give you the number of uh, the percentage of all Americans, but it's of adults that is the most interesting to me, since it's almost entirely an
1: adult disease. Now, when you say the number of all Americans, are you talking about the standout college athletes or <laughs> <laughs> everyone?
2: That is all citizens, citizens of the U.S.
1: <laughs> okay, just
2: just clarifying. Forty-two percent of adults have had at least one dose. We don't know how many people have antibodies, though. The combination of you either had the COVID or you've had part of the vaccine because some people who had the COVID are getting the vaccine. So there's some overlap. But there are millions and millions and millions of people that had the COVID. So it's almost certainly somewhere between 65 and 80 percent of adults have some uh, immunity to this thing.
1: Somewhere I just between... got my my second jab in yesterday, so I'm going out to a rave tonight, uh, nice. a concert tomorrow. Hydrate. I'm going to kiss a nurse on the lips in Times Square over the weekend. <laughs>
2: you and Sean are 100 uh, uh, percent uh, inoculated, but somewhere yeah, we're between. Going out I mean, the math is pretty simple. Somewhere between 65 and 80 percent of all adults have immunity to this thing. So if that's the case, how worried could you possibly get about
1: you know the things they're telling me on the news? It seems impossible. Right, yeah. Nonetheless, there are some troubling rises in cases in a handful of states, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I, I approach these news items very carefully because it has become utterly undeniable that COVID fear is clickbait. And so these the stories will trump up the numbers. They will act as though uh, suspicious links are proven connections, and then they will headline the stories as provocatively as possible. So I don't want to fall into that crap. On the other hand, there are a handful of states with surprising rises in the number of cases, probably that B one one seven jobber. Well, they announced yesterday
2: that the British strain is the COVID now in America. So when yeah. we talk about so, COVID, we're talking about that. So it would seem. Uh, thank God we got the vaccine out when we did, or we would be France right now. We'd be Italy right now. We would yeah. be shutting down like we never shut down before if we'd have gotten the vaccine out like a
1: month later. Yikes. That's scary. Full tribute to the Trump administration and the Biden administration. Um, No, you can't do that. I know. It's insane, isn't it? There is our uh, technical
2: director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, I'm Michael?
3: I'm pretty good. Uh, Sean was talking about how he once changed a flat tire that didn't need to be changed just to <laughs> make an excuse. I did that with a transmission in my car, and it was a new car. So uh, <laughs> You switched out the tranny yeah. as an excuse for being late. You changed
1: yeah. a tire you
2: didn't need to change.
3: Yeah, yeah. I put on the spare to be, hey, sorry I was late. I got, got hung uh, Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. I was already late, so I added I added the amount of time I was late, the amount of time it took to swap the tire out in order to give me a smoke screen for being late. That, that is a really good story. I admire your commitment. Yeah. Why were you late? I don't know. Probably left late. Um I'm
2: <laughs> I know a guy who um took pliers and kept squeezing on one part of his arm. <laughs> Like all evening long, while he was watching a ball game, until he had such an ugly-looking welt on that spot, oh, that he uh, he got out of going to work that way. I can't come in today.
3: I I, I have a welt. <laughs> and then I remember a kid in high <laughs> school. <on>. I'm <laughs> assuming this was this was before the time of camera phones. Yeah. So he he just told them about the welt, right? I
2: think he was still in the part of life where he could just tell his parents. He couldn't go, or something. I can't okay. go in. Yeah. I have okay. a welt. I, w- I was curious what the visual <laughs> confirmation. Who was that? Who was that for? Right. Right. it's some sort of. I mean, it would look. I imagine it would look gnarly. You would think, as a parent, oh my god, you've been bitten
1: by a pterodactyl. <laughs> although sean given the particulars of the plan that we've already heard how practical do you think that other part of it was <laughs> you know how well thought out and
2: then i knew another guy in high school who was on the wrestling team with me who didn't want to wrestle in a tournament and he'd kind of hurt his el- hurt his elbow and it was a little bit swollen and he yeah. was in the shower after practice banging it on the wall oh. to try to make oh, it geez. bigger and worse so he wouldn't oh. have to uh, participate that weekend that's awful He's a very successful grown-up now, like a very successful grown-up. Well, he's obviously committed to getting what he wants. <laughs> It'd be a funny story to people who know him now, I think. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Thursday, April 8th, the year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we
1: approve of this program. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations for which we are sticklers. At Mark. i staring here, staring at rock legend Bruce
0: Dickinson. the a cock and a walk, baby. And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Hey, baby. But the last time I checked, we don't have a whole lot of songs that feature the cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell, baby.
1: And I'd be doing myself a disservice, and every member of this band, if I didn't perform the hell out of this. Guess what?
3: I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. That Saturday Night Live classic debuted 21 years ago today. Wow, that bit can drink (laughs) legally. And Christopher
2: Walken says it's the worst thing that ever happened to him because he, people uh, yell more cowbell at him as he walks <laughs> through airport
1: everywhere he goes, all the time.
2: Isn't <laughs> he an
3: Oscar-winning actor? <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he's one of Tonys, all sorts of. The inspiration of that skit was apparently Will Ferrell listening to that song, heard the cowbell, and just thought, "I wonder what that guy's life is like," <laughs> and he wrote that uh. from it.
1: <laughs> well, and of course, Still, uh, you know, hear the Reaper for Christopher Walken fans. If he's not getting more cowbell, he's getting. I kept this watch. bleep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. For five years. <laughs> <laughs> How does mailbag look? Oh, it's, t- it's
2: coming together. It's, <laughs> it's coming together. Yes. Um, fantastic. <laughs> we'll see.
1: We'll all find out together.
2: <laughs> so a whole bunch of taxes are going up, a whole bunch. And they have to go up to uh, pay for all the things that people want to pay for. And now everything is being called infrastructure. Those conversations uh, those those conversations. Yeah, are speaking of becoming France. Uh, all that stuff is on the way. Text line is 415-295-KFTC.
0: The Armstrong and
2: Getty Show. Are in unicorns infrastructure? The question was posed yesterday. <laughs> I love that. Uh, by, the, by the great Ben Shapiro, which is oh, pretty Nicely funny. done, Ben. In response to one uh, senator's
1: list of what is infrastructure, we should talk about that. It's pretty interesting. Indeed. Plus, we'll analyze the latest COVID news, Chinese bat fever news, and uh, and, and try to uh, bring you a little balanced outlook on it as the clickbaity world attempts to terrify you into something or other, mostly just clicking. Uh, on the other hand, we don't need your dismiss this stuff either. I mean, it's still a nasty disease, and people are still dying. So. Oh, yeah. Mailback. Did you know... You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com is the address, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Weigh in with an opinion, something we ought to be talking about. You can send us the link or what have you. Keep them short. Oh, that's right, our freedom-loving quote of the day, continuing on. I'm really enjoying uh, the quotes from the Marquis de Lafayette, who uh, played a big role in winning us our independence. Two of them, actually, today, two quotes. Nature has meant <clears throat> nature has made men free and equal the distinctions necessary for social order are only founded on general utility in other words natural rights human beings are meant to be free and have self-determination some of the particulars you can work on depending on where you live and then i thought this was interesting human nature does not change jack would you agree yes over the centuries If you were to be able to put aside the question of language, you could have a productive conversation with someone who lived 3,000 years ago about, uh, you know, maybe he's yelling at his neighbor. He would turn to you and say, some people, they just don't understand. We live next to each other. We can't. And you would understand what he was talking about. Exactly. Anyway, the Marquis de Lafayette said uh, 260 years ago, something like that. I shall ask for the abolition for the punishment of death. The death penalty. Until I have the infallibility of human judgment demonstrated to me. That's pretty good. He was against the death penalty because it's final and you might make mistakes. That same debate raging nigh on 300 years ago. Uh, Moving along to the correspondence proper, the question of uh, Marshall versus positive Sean. Hmm. I was listening to some some of your best of earlier in the week. There's actually a a crazy technical problem, and some of our beloved affiliates got uh, best-ofs instead of the live show. We apologize. It was just a computer meltdown. Anyway, uh, uh, Marshall was featured in one of those best-ofs, and it reminds me, does Positive Sean bring home the bacon? Seems like big profits on NFTs are no different than scratchers. He needs to keep the karma going. That's from Reno Bo, a clear-thinking gent if I've ever run into
3: one. Sean, your response? Are you comparing the, the skill and precision to which I, I navigate the NFT markets to the random blind chance of scratcher fate. As somehow I need to keep up the karma. No, 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 no. This is blah, 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 skill blah, blah. Lock. No bacon. <laughs>
1: blah, 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 blah. No bacon. That's all I'm hearing. Uh, moving along, the always interesting Paulo, The president, like most politicians, makes public declarations and demonstrations of his religious convictions. He, use, he uses them to his political advantage. And he goes on in some detail. So it's reasonable to ask, Mr. President, do you believe that your remarks on the new Georgia voting law violate the Ninth Commandment, not bearing false witness? Or do you believe you have a special dispensation from observing the Ninth Commandment? Hmm? Hmm? Jim Crow on steroids. That's a horrifying thing to say. Much more correspondence to come. We're out of time.
2: Our text line is 415-295-KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, President Biden is busy before speaking about his infrastructure plan today. He went to visit a vaccine site in Virginia yesterday, and I thought the video was really interesting. Uh, Take a look at what what he had to say. Sorry I'm late. I just found a big walnut in the parking lot. I was chasing it around for two hours. Folks said, Joe, that's not a walnut. That's a dirty rock. Yeah, right. If it's a rock, then why is my mouth watering? People said, prove it, Joe. Crack it. But that's not the way we used to eat walnuts, so I swallowed it whole.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. That is the president who's beyond parody, according to that one guy, what, in the WAPO? Wow. So yesterday he had Stephen Colbert
2: laughing and saying, does he even know where he is about right. the president, and Jimmy Fallon doing that. If, if that's where we are two months into the presidency...
1: Is that right? Yeah. Two and a half months into the presidency. And not to get off on this, because we have plenty to talk about, but, uh, Kamala has been keeping an incredibly low profile for the heir apparent after two years and one day, as I have predicted of the Biden administration, then he resigns. Um, I think they are pursuing the same strategy with Kamala that they pursued with old man Joe during the campaign. Just keep her under wraps. The occasional statement or something, maybe a couple of carefully controlled softball batting practices with with friendly reporters and... Yeah.
2: So, if everything's infrastructure, nothing's infrastructure, uh, and Charles Lane, who's a left-leaning columnist for the Washington Post, wrote an article saying, we do not have an infrastructure crisis in this
1: country, and explained why. You'll be shocked when you hear some of these statistics. Wow, that is so interesting, and, and Charles Lane, as you say, leans left, but he's a very smart guy, yeah. so I'm looking forward to hearing that. So there's a fair amount of uh, covid news about and as we were chatting about briefly earlier clickbait uh, clickonomics are such an important part of the news these days just if they can frighten you or convince you that you're going to see somebody punched in the face or whatever they just it's wildly misleading it's sensationalistic at the same time it's an awful disease and it's still around although with the rate of uh, uh, vaccinations that are happening right now. I, I'm still very, very optimistic. A uh, couple of articles to wit: Number one, Yahoo News, which is nigh on worthless and liberal to the point of annoyance, uh, points out that just five states are reporting nearly all half. I'm sorry, nearly half of all new U.S. coronavirus infections. And some folks are saying, send more uh, vaccines to those areas. Send them, send them, send them, which may be a good idea. A couple of things about this news article, though, that that caught my ear in particular, my eye. Uh, They're quoting Johns Hopkins, the most recent seven-day period. There were about 450,000 new COVID cases in the U.S., and almost half of those took place in New York, Michigan, Florida, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Handful of observations. Uh, both highly populous states, I believe all in the top ten or close to it. New York, northern and blue. Michigan, northern and blue. Florida, southern and red. Pennsylvania, northern and purple. New Jersey, northern and blue. Those five states account for 22% of the country's population. There you have it. Uh, so it would appear to be uh, about twice as many cases as you'd expect uh, per population. Um, there is no data at all on hospitalizations or deaths in this article.
2: None. I know I heard yesterday, and I don't have the exact t- statistics, but uh, there are eight states in which uh, hospitalizations are up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So hospitalizations is a uh, you know a different number than people just testing positive for certain, and right it's exponentially up in Michigan
1: hospitalizations. Now, that is worth knowing. That is troubling. Cases is practically a useless number, not only because it's believed that most of the new cases are among younger folks. The uh, hospitalizations number would would tend to contradict that to some extent. But positive, Sean and I were talking about this uh, during the commercial break. And, you know, Sean, you made the point that with the vaccinations uh, going out so quickly, A case just doesn't mean the same thing.
3: Yeah, to me, the only thing that needs to be covered now are what are the bottlenecks to vaccination? Is it eligibility requirements? Is it production? Is it distribution? Those are the things that I think need to be focused on now that we have the vaccine. I totally understand focusing on those other statistics in a pre-vax world, but we're just not there anymore. Yeah, exactly. One of the the, uh, variables has changed in the equation, or there's
1: a new variable. And that's how quickly people are getting vaccinated. But, yeah, uh, it is still out there. It's still nasty. If you're not vaccinated and you are vulnerable, you ought to be careful.
2: I don't see how it – how is it grabbing hold the way it is in some of those states? Did they just not get hit hard early on? Are they just getting their run now,
1: Michigan? Well, I was going to point out there's a Washington Post article that's full of words like has been linked or suspected to. And they just don't really do you any good because, we know, the guesswork from the beginning of this thing has been iffy at best, like a coin flip. And they're looking at kids' sports. They're saying there was an outbreak linked to a hockey tournament. And there was what seemed to be an outbreak that some have said came from a volleyball tourney or whatever it was. Uh, But nobody's really sure. They have also wondered whether outbreaks may, may have been triggered by related interactions such as carpooling, sleepovers, team celebrations. Nah, see, I don't,
2: I'm not listening to any of this crap anymore because since the beginning, they've been wrong so many times. Or, or data emerges that shows, well, that wasn't it. It could have been this, could have been that. You know, you got the, the best one to me will always be California and Florida did opposite things and ended up
1: with the same results. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the Washington Post, which is uh, to a, an increasing extent, not real journalists. Uh, evidently, they still have some of the T-shirts from back when they were journalists, and it reminds them to do it uh, because they throw in this paragraph. Uh, the rise in infections in children has so far not resulted in a surge in pediat- pediatric hospitalizations. As in the past, most cases in children have been mild. They do worry about vulnerable inter- uh, actions, adults interacting with them, coaches, etc. And uh, there are a few pockets around America of the kids getting that inflammatory syndrome. Uh, but it's just here and there. It's interesting that we're talking about a different disease now, though, than we were talking about
2: before. So that makes it even more nutty. Now that the U.K. strain is what we're talking about, all of our data that we were talking about a little bit ago is from the other strain over the last year. It's, it's still not completely known how this one affects people.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's The stats around this one. In terms of uh, virology, I was reading the, the one uh, the smart guy who'd actually gone to medical school talking about this uh, the other day. That you can have the, the virus can change from a uh, what was a like from a leopard to a mountain lion. Okay, and the defenses against leopards are very good against mountain lions too. They're perfectly acceptable. That makes sense. But then it can evolve into you know pick something ridiculous, an alligator. And then you've got a serious problem. Or so something far, with
2: wings, then it would be a completely different. Exactly, yeah. A
1: pterodactyl. <laughs> to cite a particularly terrifying possibility. Um, so we're, it's, it's, to I was to listening dip, to Armstrong and Getty and they said pterodactyls are spreading the COVID now. I haven't left my house in three years. Uh, so anyway, we're, we're still in good shape, but I would urge you to get the vaccine. Do what you want.
2: Um, I had one more thing I was going to say that I thought. Oh, was you know, I got the
1: vaccine, my second shot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now it's less than twenty-four hours at this point. Um, as as we're doing the show, I feel perfect. I don't even have any arm soreness. Second dose of the Pfizer. Of course, you know my immune system might be ramping up. I might be, uh, you know, m- my eyes watering, and my nose running, and then uh, half a fever uh by you know noon today. I don't know. And P.S. You're feeling fine. You got the J and J.
3: Yeah, I got the j and J. I I started noticing more fatigue than usual uh, just after the 24-hour window, right? So about 24 hours after I got it, I started to feel a little tired. I just kind of was more lazy than usual that day, but slept fine, woke up today. I feel great. One of our um,
2: uh, listeners is sick as a dog from the same shot, so it affects different people differently. I don't think I had any reaction to my Moderna shot. Number one, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's that. Uh, And it's
1: just, it's your immune system waking up. mm -hmm. It's your immune system throwing, uh, lobbing grenades at the, uh, you know, the vaccine. So it's good. It's a good reaction. You're not sick. You just feel sick.
2: 42% of adults have had at least one shot. That's great. So who are we talking about when we talk about this possible spread? I mean, we're running out of people that could get it, right?
1: Exactly. If, if, uh, Johnny gets it, half of the humans he interacts with will be a dead end. I uh, have more on Caitlyn Jenner's bid to become governor of the state of
2: California. Oh, boy. Pretty serious about it. Uh, who is? Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. What do you mean, who is?
1: Well, somebody else has to be, or you can't win. Like voters, for instance. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. All right? Somebody busts out of a, a mental hospital, they might be a hundred dead serious about it. hundred well, percent. That doesn't mean much.
2: of the world's Bitcoin mining is done in China. I couldn't understand that (laughs) less. I'm not sure you can come up with a topic that I'm less suited to
1: describe than that one. It's very simple. Algorithm. Servers. the Mining. It has to do with the fact that their electricity is so cheap. Wait a second. The cheap electricity helps you with your...
2: Online currency? I can't even yeah. imagine why that is. Bitcoin mining
1: takes a tremendous amount of electricity. Yep.
2: I can't, I can't wrap my head
1: around how that could possibly be. I know. I know. I know. China has introduced the, it's the first government, federal government, national government to uh,
3: announce its own cryptocurrency. It's, well, its own uh, e-currency. The computers that are used to mine cryptocurrencies use the most advanced graphic processors on the market. The, the reason why gaming PCs are so expensive is because of Bitcoin mining.
2: I don't understand. Uh, didn't you hear me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Algorithm. <laughs> is, there
2: a, is there a guy in a hat down in the ground with no. a pick? No? Okay, then I'm not. No, well, I don't if
1: there is, he's wasting his time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to find any Bitcoins down there.
1: But is that unsuccessful Bitcoin miner infrastructure, Jack? (laughs) That, among
2: other things, on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm just glad the kids are getting the vaccine soon you know us kids used to play this game called sparkums we put aluminum foil on our fingers and plug ourselves into the wall socket, pull ourselves with electricity then chase crows around and try to shock them with our lightning fingers
2: what? so can you explain that jimmy fallon bit how is that working
3: so there, there's a couple things happening here where the Biden wearing a mask makes videos of doing voiceovers of him pretending to say things a lot easier to do. Sure, sure. So so there's video of him in a mask, and this is Jimmy Fallon imagining what he is holding these people hostage in his random stories. Oh, man. Well, Why tell you with oh. our
2: lightning fingers?
3: Or oh, sparkums. <laughs> you want to hear That's, the third one? Sure, there's yeah. another one.
0: Yeah, go ahead. You guys hear about this? I saw that. Oh, wait, no,
3: that's. Not, this We're right. taking
0: down the coronavirus like it took down a fella on my block called Kansas City Dennis. he crawl through my doggy door and steal my bubble gum. You see, gum was new back then. Before gum, we used to just bite off a piece of a live pig's ear. Pretty easy to chew. The hard part was blowing bubbles. Come on, man. Kansas City Dennis. <laughs> Oh, my God. Crawled through my doggy door.
1: Oh, that is funny. See, gum was new at the time. That, oh, man. that one is hilarious. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I got tears. <laughs> the wow. I on my block. Kansas City Dennis. Oh, that's funny. You know, I'm tempted to transition to a serious analysis of what it means when all the lefty comedians are, are now hammering that angle. Uh, How old he is? Yeah, just a crazy old man who's not quite sure where he is. Again, like 70 days,
2: 80 days, whatever we are, into his presidency.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. (laughs) That You know, will that, he says, at risk of killing the fun, will that be a factor as Biden is pitching his gigantic barely infrastructure
2: thing? I don't know. We're going to talk about that more next hour. It requires some time. I'll tell you this is the most interesting thing i read yesterday in reading a lot of news was how we don't have an infrastructure crisis an opinion piece in the washington post by this guy charles lane who's a a respected lefty journalist but i i love it when there's a um uh, well, we all agree our infrastructure is terrible. And then everybody just goes along, including me, without looking well, deeper. And then somebody says, no, I've looked into this. It's not true.
1: Yeah, sometimes <laughs> the narrative is like the current in the river, and you just kind of assume it. Yeah. I guess everything's going that way, so I guess that's right. But then, yeah, somebody yeah. will blow it up. That we'll happens some, all the time. We'll get some of the details uh, in hour two. Yeah, a couple of quick notes. Uh, Amazon killed the malls. Now it's buying them. The retail giant that scares me more and more every day. Uh, I'll finish the sentence. They're buying up uh, shopping malls all over the country and turning them into uh, giant distribution centers. Wow. Yeah. I I have become more and more aware of and more and more concerned of the idea of uh, corporatocracy. Uh, Various people have coined various would-be clever names for the same phenomenon. And that's corporations, and we've seen this lately uh, with the Georgia thing, corporations not quietly lobbying, but mostly just sticking to their business, now making loud, overt, and forceful political stances and threatening consequences if they don't get their way. Do we want that? I know young, woke lefties do. In fact, they insist that their favorite brand of shoes make loud statements about George Floyd. But I don't think it's a healthy thing at all. Hmm. Corporations punishing various states or or districts for political stances that are thoroughly defensible. So we'll have to, you know, we'll, we'll track this as it develops, but it is troubling. Anyway... They mentioned in March Amazon won approval to turn a mall in Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana, into a 3.5 million square foot distribution building. Knoxville, Kentucky is a quarter million square foot distribution center. Worshner, Mass. Uh, let's see. Uh, Glendale, Arizona. Uh, between 2016-2019, Amazon conser- converted about 25 shopping malls. Uh, so that is the trend. Also, a couple of COVID-related uh, uh, remote work stories. A uh, bunch of bunch of folks leaving all sorts of big cities around America, and uh, the, the the methodology in this is a little iffy because it doesn't cover local moves. Maybe a move, say, across the Bay Bridge to one of the suburbs of San Francisco. This would not include you, but uh, number one loser: the Chicago Metro. Top destinations: Phoenix, Dallas, and L.A. That's mm. weird. Moving from Chicago to L.A. Maybe you want to be a movie star. People leaving New York in droves. They're heading to Miami. Miami. Going to Miami. And L.A. again in Atlanta. Then, number three place people are leaving, L.A. <laughs> They're not going to Chicago. They're going to Dallas, Phoenix, and Austin. Then huh. you got San Diego losing a lot of people. I'm a little surprised by that. There's so many, you know, great reasons to live in San Diego, but people going to Phoenix, Dallas, and Seattle. There's too much damn sunshine here in San Diego. I want to live somewhere where it's constantly wet. And then finally, San Francisco is losing people to Seattle, Austin, and Portland. Hmm. That's interesting too. Hey, do you know much about this?
2: <clears throat> I'm thinking you do. I may. So they have a way with computers now to figure out how good a Major League Baseball umpire you are? Yes, it's very similar to Bitcoin mining. (laughs) And after every game, they give you a score. And so this guy, Angel Hernandez, has been called out as the worst umpire in the uh, Major League Baseball. He had an 83.2% correct call score the other night. So now after every game, they give the what you got as a grade as an umpire because they got computers that can figure out if you got it right or not. Yeah. That never existed, obviously, you know,
1: years ago. No, it has existed for years. I I happen to know that a source close to a source has informed me of that. Um, and I've actually seen some of the scores, but yeah, the fact that it would leak, uh,
2: that's odd. Are they just going to start posting that now though? And at the end of the game, you can say, well, of course we lost
1: What's his name was running the plate and he had a 78% score. I will tell you this: I cannot verify that score. I have heard a lot of griping about that particular umpire, and I will tell you that is a very bad score.
2: But you can't, you can't keep humans doing it, can you? If you're going to release the scores and act like it's a crime that you got anything wrong,
1: no, that would be very uncomfortable. And there is a great deal of suspicion in baseball that uh, MLB is moving toward computer umps. Really, computer balls and strikes, I should say, huh? Yeah, and I wonder if uh, Major League Baseball themselves leaked this. I don't know. Oh, that's, that's a wild guess. I don't
2: know. Mm-hmm. It would push me that direction. That's interesting. We'll talk infrastructure coming up.
0: Armstrong and Getty.